Welcome to the Christian Wealth Podcast, where people come to learn what the Bible says about money, wealth, and business. Be inspired by some of the greatest Christian thinkers and commentators from around the planet. Enjoy this episode with your host, Alex Cook. Tuesday rolls around, and on a Tuesday, we like to give attention to money. And always wonderful to welcome back to 2020, Alex Cook, the founder of Wealth With Purpose, our Ask Alex segment. Alex, welcome back. Thanks, Neil. Great to be back back with you again. Alex, today, let's talk about the challenge of materialism. Now, most Christians acknowledge that our society is very materialistic, but what does that look like in our culture? What are your thoughts here? Mm, well, look, I think our society has evolved uh, significantly uh, since World War Two. I think particularly that's the, when I think of the sort of the time frame of uh, my life and my, my parents and grandparents, society has really changed quite profoundly. Um, and I'd sort of draw listeners' attention to a particular survey that was done by Fortune magazine. So many people have heard of uh, Fortune magazine. They're still, still around today. And uh, so I found this particular article. It was actually in a, a really good book I read. Um, by the way, I think this book I'll tell you about is because it's the, the best book I've ever read on money from a Christian perspective. It's called Money, Possessions and Eternity by an American guy called Randy Alcorn. I think it's the, the best book you'll ever read on money from a biblical perspective. Anyway, he talks about this survey uh, that Fortune magazine conducted in 1955. And what they did is they took a group of 25-year-olds who were starting out their careers and they, they asked them what was important in their life and what were they, you know, what was their, their big interest and, and dedication. And what was interesting, in the 1955 group, they were very much dedicated to their family and to community service. Anyway, fast forward 25 years, they did this survey again in 1980 with a group of 25-year-olds who were also you know, in that same phase of life. But they found the results to be radically different. They found that there was very little interest in public service, uh, in volunteer work, or any real concern about social problems. And I think that uh, has very much continued into today. Um, I think there's probably a bit more of a backlash against uh, materialism these days. You know, you do, you know, we get the talk about, um, uh, you know, capitalism and there's, you know, varying views on, on that kind of thing. So there is a little bit more of a pushback these days on that. For the most part, if you look at some of the Australian statistics, uh, particularly around volunteering, volunteering is at very, very low levels. Um, I mean, I, I remember for a number of years I used to help out the salvos I would organize um, a group of we had to get about 100 people in our local area get them together so we could go around and do the red shield appeal and knock on doors and stuff like that and I was always staggered how hard I found to get volunteers to go around and walk around for two hours on a Sunday morning that that always staggered me and I think I think that's reflective though of a materialistic society where we just don't prioritise this concern for the broader community. We may, ta- we may talk a good game, but we don't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily translate through into actions. So I think our society has changed uh, quite profoundly in its priorities, and obviously it's, 
it is, as people, most people would agree, it's materialistic and very individualistic in, in the way people uh, think and in the way, of course, they then subsequently act as well. So if you can trace that deterioration from the 1950s to the 1980s, and now we are 40 years on from there, materialism becomes a part of what we think is just normal. I wonder if you've given thought to how that materialism that you can see today actually contrasts with a God's eye view of things, a biblical look at what materialism looks like. How do you describe that, Alex? Mm. Well, probably uh, to answer that, I'd probably give a bit of a definition of materialism because I think that will help people to sort of shape uh, uh, you know, it is a philosophical position, and how that then contrasts the way God positions things. So, I when I when I was preparing for today, I thought, let's see what the dictionary says here. And it's interesting because I think it gives a very, you know, a very useful way of thinking about it. It basically says materialism is a preoccupation with or emphasis on material objects, comforts, and considerations but with a disinterest in or even rejection of spiritual, intellectual or cultural values. And when I read that, I thought, wow, that, that very much speaks to our society today and how it, um, how it sees things. Um, and of course, the outcome of that particular position is, a, is an approach to life that says, my material well-being is what matters, and that's how many, many people think. And of course, therefore, increasing my material wealth over time is of critical importance. Uh, you know, and it's funny, I'm a financial advisor. We help people to grow wealth, particularly for retirement. But I often have conversations with clients you know, around how much is enough and making sure they have a, a healthy and fresh perspective on it so they don't become consumed with it because that's, that's the real danger here. You can come consume with it, and materialism is, I think, quite a very serious sin that we that we overlook. But God's view of things is very different to this materialistic worldview. God, you know, He created mankind with the view that we would love people and use things. So things like money is a tool for doing good, but we love people. Materialism is the opposite. It's about loving things. And often using people to get the, get those things, not not always using people, but often more often than not, that's that's the case. Uh, and you see it in the way our society talks now. If you think about the you know daily articles in the newspaper when you talk about economics, um, people are talked about as being consumers. You know, we we we, we sort of almost dehumanise them, and we say they're, they're just a consumer. And, and companies talk about their consumers and and growing their consumer base in order to gain profit. And so the the the, con- the consequence though of that way of thinking is we tend to objectify people, and we you know as, as businesses particularly they sell to consumers with often with a total disregard for the consequences of those things. You know, do we are we concerned? how that uh, that purchase may impact someone's finances and their family or whether um, you know it leads to obesity you know are we concerned about those things and many companies are not they're they're just more interested in that materialistic view and seeing people as a method for getting things so it's a very different view uh, as I say that God has where he wants us to love people and to use things as tools um, so that's yeah. I think it's a it's a profound it's profoundly different. It's, it's directly opposite, really. I can't help but think a lot of the problems we talk about on this program 
are arising from this idea that materialism is everything that's there and there must be a different view that we can bring and that's what we do. But there's a lot of ramifications. There's a lot of impact on the society from this materialistic view that people tend to hold uh, much more uh, pervasively throughout society. Mm. Yeah, and look, we see it with how people behave. I mean, I think one of the, the sort of the frightening ones that I see, because I'm in that age and stage of life where I'm a parent, I've got young kids, and you see it whereby many people spend more time either you know watching TV or shopping than they do just spending time with their, with their own children. I mean, I think they say that something like, only they spend many hours a week doing those other things, but only sort of, you know, 40 minutes a week playing with their kids. Um, so the time we actually spend with our kids and sewing into them and discipling them is often less than we're doing these other activities. Um, and, of course, materialism has then flowed through into uh, to marriage in a, in a massive way. And you, you see this with couples. There's often huge tension, tensions around money. In fact, the number one cause of divorce is, is financial conflict. But often those tensions around money uh, are, are arguments about uh, needs versus wants versus desires. You know, there's this um, completely different priorities often between husband and wife about how we see, see money and what's important to, to, to them as individuals. And that leads to this conflict and, and as you say, often divorce. But often it stems from the root of... Um, and then I think lastly, when you look at the Western culture today, and one of, I think, the, the great sad, sadnesses is, um, is just the massive uh, anxiety and depression we have across our society. Now, that's not to, to judge anyone, by the way. I don't want people thinking that. You know, it's, it's many of us get affected by these things throughout our lives. Um, but, you know, I think the reality is that many people lie in bed at night worried about money. And sometimes uh, it's misguided. They're, they're worrying for all the wrong reasons. And a lot of this, once again, stems from materialism in our society. So I think what we've done as a society is we've allowed money to destroy our relationships. And I think that's a, that's a great tragedy. And we're not immune as Christians. Uh, you could think, oh, well, I'm a Christian and I've got a right attitude to money. Well, that might not necessarily be the case because we're certainly affected by the societal attitudes that have seeped through a rising secularization, a sense in which uh, we're all tarred with the same brush in some sense unless we actually have some level of reaction against that so we even allow money to destroy our relationships but is this something we can reflect on more specifically on how Christians might be affected by this Alex? Yeah look I think so and I think most true Christians would certainly deny uh, the you know the philosophical positioning of materialism. So most you know most Christians are not going to say to you uh, that material well-being is you know is the only thing that matters, and that increasing our material wealth is is the critical thing. So most Christians would I think uh, say that that those things are, are unwise and, and are foolish. However, that the problem is that many of us are still as believers are still preoccupied with material things. Um, and, you know, I see it amongst uh, certain people I know where they're just, they just they become workaholics because of it. You know, they're absolutely obsessed with work and working to, to gain more. Uh, and to be fair, it's, it's not that easy in our society these days. I believe that the annual global spending, so this is global, 
uh, is about $500 billion on advertising. So there's this massive campaign to get us to spend more money. And advertising is built around this idea of making you feel dissatisfied with what you have today so that you'll want to get something tomorrow. You know, there's, you know, there's a lot of those slogans like, you know, do it because you're worth it and all these kind of things that have a profound impact on us uh, psychologically. Um, and it's, it's not surprising when you consider, you know, evolution and these things that are taught in our schooling system in these days, it's, it's little wonder that many people who have been led to believe that, you know, we're nothing but a bunch of atoms and we've come together through all these natural forces over long periods of time. It's very little wonder that people then treat each other that way. You know, they treat each other as objects. Um, because they're really just living out what they've been taught uh, and taught, uh, you know, in my view, with very flawed philosophical things uh, through the education system. So, yeah, Christians are certainly not immune, even though we may deny it as a, you know, we'd, we'd acknowledge materialism is wrong. We're certainly not immune from its effects. And once again, it's one of those things where we've got to be cautious and, and guard our hearts. Alex, let's talk about what you might do to rectify this issue. Is there some wisdom here that we can glean from the Bible uh, around the dangers of materialism and getting a focus on money? Is there some solutions that Jesus offers to a materialistic world? I think the answer is absolutely. Um, And I think it comes from having a renewed perspective of God himself. Uh, and a renewed perspective of why we're here, um, you know, understanding what our calling is in life and the fact that we were created for God, okay? And so earth is not our home. Ultimately, our, our home is going to be in heaven and that our time here on earth is to, to glorify God. So that changes the way we think and act uh, with money and should go uh, some way to reducing that materialistic insti- instinct uh, that most of us have, but I think the way you get that renewed perspective uh, is you you have to ultimately spend time in God's Word. You know, this is you know all, all pastors would say the same thing. This should be the daily practice of all believers is studying God's Word. You know, whether you do it first thing in the morning, whether you do it before you go to bed, it's something that we should all do because it will shape you and shape the way you think about things. It'll shape you in terms of what you see as the purpose for your lives. If you're you know, if you're reading God's word daily, it's impossible for it not to have an impact on you over time. Um, and it will help you put money into its rightful position. And it'll lead to, I think, a biblical perspective. And that is that, you know, the money you actually have, it's in fact God's anyway, and that you are called to steward it. You know, he's given you these resources and you've got to use those resources to extend his kingdom because after all, he made you for him. And that it also then leads to this idea that we understand that God has a plan and purpose for every believer and that he wants us to use those resources towards the purpose uh, that he's put us here for. And one of the things I think is critical in Western culture that we need to regain is that we need to stop focusing on the temporal and start having this heavenly focus. That to me, that's a challenge because, you know, as I say, we're surrounded daily with all these things that the world is telling us we have to have or have to be. Uh, but we need to regain that eternal focus 
But the only way I think that you can really do this um, over time is to soak yourself in, in God's word and surround yourself with other believers who can speak into your life and speak into this space uh, to help you on that journey uh, of becoming closer to God and living out the calling that he has for you uh, with that eternal focus on uh, how you're going to use your money. Ultimately, Jesus doesn't hold back, does he? Uh, when he said, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. <laughs> Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And so talking materialism today, really great wisdom from Alex Cook. How do you connect with Alex Cook? Well, you can find Alex's website, wealthwithpurpose.com. And Alex, no doubt, while we often will deal with all sorts of practical scenarios around money, uh, just last week and this week, talking through some really biblical theological ways to think about money in relation to God's idea of money, uh, no doubt there's some good resources for listeners too with free ebooks, the My Toolkit, free videos and podcast content on wealthwithpurpose.com. You can follow Alex on Facebook and on Twitter. There's even an Ask Alex at wealthwithpurpose.com email for specific questions. Alex, always so good getting your insights. Thanks so much for sharing them with us once again today on 2020. 